Welcome to this special edition of the Paychex HR Leadership Series. I'm joined today by Trish McFarlane and Steve Bowes of H3 HR Advisors and hosts of the HR Happy Hour podcast. Trish, Steve, thank you so much for being on today's show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Great to be here today. It's great. And last time we had you on the podcast, it was face-to-face in our own Paycheck studio. Um, things are different now, to say the least. Absolutely. I, I think we would probably much prefer being face-to-face. However, with the uh, current state of uh, the quarantines and everyone sort of staying in and staying safe and healthy, um, it is uh, a nice thing to be able to do this virtually with you as well. Yeah, I was looking forward to coming back to Rochester, especially when I was assured the snow was over as well. But uh, yeah, well, the next time we we join you, Rob, we'll, we'll have to make it in person. Very good. And we'll get you in fall when it's when it's absolutely lovely up here. Yes. Perfect. So just like this podcast, there's been a lot of disruptions um, to business, to employees. Um, there's a lot going on right now. What, what I haven't heard a lot of people talk about is how is this translated into a burden on HR teams and on HR practitioners and how are they personally adapting to this in addition to having to manage all the business impacts? Well, I can, I can lead off on that one. Um, you know, I think the first thing that people just need to realize that it's okay that we're all uncertain, that it's chaotic for everyone. Um, I think many times when we face difficulties um, in our businesses, for example, or even if there's some sort of catastrophe or or weather issue, it really only affects maybe a very small area or even just one city, which is bad enough. With something like a pandemic where we're all in the same boat and it's a global pandemic at that, so no one's really certain of what to do. And, you know, I was thinking earlier that when we think about when things are chaotic at work, usually you can come home and have them be more calm or vice versa. You know, if sometimes if things are kind of going a little crazy and hectic at home, sometimes work is the place where you can go and really just hunker down and focus in and have a little bit of a, a break for your brain. I think what's different right now is that we're all dealing with this and no one feels like they're getting sort of a break. There's nowhere to relax. There's nowhere to sort of not be thinking about being in the middle of a pandemic, and yet still having to make sure that business moves forward in some fashion. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's certainly the most difficult business environment, uh, perhaps uh, in decades, maybe perhaps ever, right? Just because with things like the last recession, you know, it was an economic time of economic hardship, financial crisis, and businesses uh, of all kinds were struggling. But this one is different because businesses of all kinds are struggling, right? now with going through the pandemic, but there's also this, this massive um, issue around, you know, illness and sickness and, and quarantining and et cetera, et cetera. It, it's like a, it's kind of a double whammy at the same time, right? And, and for organizations and for HR leaders in particular, right, they're positioned at that place in the organization where they're having to wrestle with certainly the business issues and continuity issues and trying to keep, do their part as, as business leaders to keep the business afloat, but also do their part um, as people leaders, right, to ensure the as best they can the safety and the health and, and the security of their employees. And then they have their own issues themselves, right? The HR people are actual people too, right? And so they have yep. to, 
every single issue that's affecting everybody in the workplace affects them as well. And uh, so I, I do really feel for HR leaders right now. I feel for everyone, but I, I especially feel for HR leaders who really, really have a lot on their plate right now and have a lot of difficulty, uh, have a lot of difficult situations uh, in which they have to navigate. Yeah, I definitely sympathize as well. I know our our leaders at Paychex have been working very hard on managing a, an entire workforce, uh, 16,000 strong, uh, going to work from home. Uh, it's it's a real stretch for what HR teams are expected to do now when they try to get back to business as usual, because as you acknowledged, business is going on, life is going on. Yeah, it has to, right? I mean, as difficult as it, as it is, um, there are certain organizations, certain businesses uh, that have to do their best to continue and, and to navigate through these really difficult times. And, and even a matter of which seem seemingly feel simple, right? Okay, we'll, we'll just, uh, we'll have everyone work remotely. Let's say it's a, you know, professional organization, services organization, technology company, what have you, that the type of business that could support mostly remote working. It's just not that easy to just flip a switch, uh, given that events have unfolded so rapidly, just in a matter of days, maybe weeks, right, to this massive disruption in the methods and, and ways to which we work. And, and we're seeing this everywhere, right? I mean, how many times in the last couple of weeks have we had difficulty connecting to a web conference or making a certain call work or, or you know, accessing a new technology and navigating through IT issues, right? Because um, of the disruption, it's 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 a seemingly simple set of changes, but um, it's proven to be uh, certainly difficult to navigate through. Well, and Steve, I think too that while many people talk about, wow, it would be great to work from home. I mean, I've worked from home now for over five years, I think, and it's it's challenging. It can be very lonely. Your your days are not on a very set schedule. Sometimes it is chaotic. And so when you think about just people's reaction to change in general, people really don't want much change. And to be thrown into it, that just, it just amplifies um, some of the, you know, if someone makes a choice to work from home and thinks through it and really plans for it, that's stressful enough. But yeah, what we're talking about is a whole nother level. We've, we're just all thrown in together. So it is, it's very distracting. And then when you think about, you know, taking care of other family members, extended family, friends, you know, elderly in your neighborhood, whatever, it's, it adds a lot of pressure to people who are trying to get back to somewhat of a, a semblance of normalcy when it comes to their work. And then also thinking about keeping businesses afloat, you know, it's just a lot of pressure right now. Yeah, I think I think that's a great point. And I think this we many people, right, I've worked from home for a long time as well. But for for people who have worked from home for a while as part of their business or part of their organizational's uh, organizational strategy, you have time to set that up, you have time to make it the best version of that working from home scenario that you can in your own space, right with your your office and your technology and your, you know, when do, when you take breaks and when you work, et cetera, et cetera, how you manage the other parts of your life around your work. Mm -hmm. For most of us who've been just thrown into this then, and then also, you know, add on the things you said, Trish, about, well, all of a sudden, if you have, if you have kids, all of a sudden they're home all day, right? They're not in school. 
and maybe you have to worry about uh, other relatives uh, that you have to look after and maybe you have to worry about yourself you all of a sudden you know it's difficult in some places of the country to get the supplies you need just to keep your household going right so there's layering on all those additional challenges right to to then newly working from home and these incredibly difficult business conditions uh it, it takes a takes a lot of consideration and care to get through this. And, and one of the things I think that uh, we're going to talk about a little bit is, is trying to manage through that and trying to keep everybody as safe and secure and as healthy as possible through this, which is going to be critically important as these, these, this situation and these, um, these challenges extend you know, through into the spring and maybe even into the summer. Yeah, something I've, I've experienced is I'm very used to personal interaction and not necessarily having to do everything remotely. Um, I could see the HR professionals, particularly in an area around talent acquisition and recruiting, um, because let's face it, not everybody is closing down. Uh, there's sectors of the economy that are hiring. They try to scale up. Steve, yesterday you spoke about the uh, the Papa John's paradox. Sure. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, so you know, what advice can you give to people who are normally I interview in person? I bring people in on person. Now I'm in a remote situation. How do we navigate those waters? Yeah, it's it's there's a big um, technology story here. I think that it's probably worth discussing a little bit. Um, moving to 100% remote processes, right, in HR and in talent and talent acquisition uh, is going to require either uh, dusting off technology, maybe the organizations already had, perhaps even even in these difficult times, acquiring some new technology solutions that you might need, or, and I know Trish loves to talk about this, utilizing unused elements of the technology that you already possess in the organization, right? Because um, maybe your organization does have access to, you know, re remote uh, video interviewing technology, or, um, uh, you know, you can you can do many more of the processes remotely, but you just don't use that because you're so used to bringing everybody into into place, right? Right. Um, yeah, I think that's a. I think we're going to be forced into uh, embracing new processes and new ways of of managing existing processes, and and I think uh, utilizing uh, new technology or existing technology is going to be a key component here. Well, and I think too with that, it's we've talked for years about wanting to streamline processes within an organization. Think about many of the approval processes, for example, whether that's to approve a certain spend, to approve a hire, to approve an offer, whatever. We've talked a lot about really training our, our managers, making them true leaders, giving them accountability, holding them accountable. And yet we didn't really give them many opportunities to do it. So I think if there's a silver lining in this particular time, that hopefully will be one of them we'll be forced to really trust people to do the work, to do it faster, to do it in a different way, and to be okay with it. And so maybe by the time we all go back to a workplace, that's the result. Hopefully it won't just, you know, automatically everyone will try and go back to the way things were. I think it'll be forever changed because, I don't know, there's something about it. I keep thinking too, and just as I'm reading, I'm trying to stay away from the news quite honestly at this point, but what I'm reading more from people is, it's just different when you're thinking about healthy people now. It's not it's not just elderly. It's not just those that maybe have underlying conditions. It's, you know, waking up and hearing two or three people in your community who are 20, 30, 40, had no underlying conditions, and they're all of a sudden within a few days no longer with us. That's, that's just a scary time um, to be thinking about 
how should we change the way we work? How should we appreciate what we have at work? How should we use technology to support that? I don't know. I wonder if after all of this, if we'll see people being more engaged with their their colleagues because of this. Will this draw us closer? I don't know. What do you think, Rob? I mean, are you seeing that? You said, obviously, you're kind of missing that personal connection um, with all of you working remote now. Are you starting to feel like, does it feel different yet or is it still too early? It does feel different. It's it's very interesting. Um, we had a Zoom happy hour last night and <laughs> everybody was just so joyful to see everyone again. We've all obviously been talking nonstop, yeah. but it was great just to see each other's smiles, see each other's kids, their dogs. Um, we've definitely talked a lot about how necessity is the mother of invention and we've been finding ourselves figuring out new ways, like you touched on, using things we already have, but really getting the most out of them. Mm-hmm. And and we, we're starting to become of the opinion that our organization is going to be stronger and better coming out of this. I think you're, I think you're right. I hope that's how people think of it. Because again, I think we have to have some shred of hope out there to hold on to when we're so scared and when everyone is so scared. So I think that's the plus, right? I mean, I will tell you, Steve and I, we've, um, you know, as small business owners, we've had to had some very scary discussions on what if something happens to one of us, right? right. Um, whether that means being sick or or not or worse, right? Definitely at my age, I never thought I'd really truly be having those kinds of discussions with someone who, you know, that I work with, but that's, that's our reality now. So I think that's why too, it's really good when you see Again, I'm trying to stay away from the news news about it because some of that is just almost too much sometimes. But I'll give you an example. When you when you see things that are really helpful out in, in the world, whether that's ideas of how to handle things, and I don't mean just like, you know, another coronavirus webinar, right? Because there's a lot of that too, which once you see one or two, you're probably pretty good. I'll tell you what, I woke up this morning and saw a tweet actually from, from you all at Paychex. And I don't know if you saw it, Rob, but it was about the CARES Act. Ah, yes. Obviously, you all, you know, have so many customers who are small businesses, small to medium businesses. And they're, you know, Steve and I are a small business, right? And so here it is. We are. I'm benefiting because the people at Paychex, like you have, you have writers who are out there researching this legislation, letting us know about what this means, how to interpret it, how to apply for it, um, where to get more information. So it's things like that. I think knowing that you have... um, businesses or, or, you know, organizations you, you deal with who are kind of getting it right, just really being helpful. And then one, one other point, and then I'm going to be quiet for a moment <laughs> instead of dominating <laughs> this, but we think about, Steve and I have joked around a lot about, you know, we get emails from pretty much every, every company you've ever dealt with in the whole entire history of your life is now sending you how they're responding to coronavirus, right? Um, it, which is actually, it's good. I would rather know that they have something in mind and, and whatnot. But just yesterday I was talking with my sister and, you know, our schools, at least here, are not doing that. We, we are three weeks into being off and we hadn't even heard from our school principal yet. Hmm. So isn't that interesting in a time of crisis where you might expect something in your local community to be the very people that are communicating with you? And it's not, but my sister said, but amazingly, I know exactly how JCPenney's handling this. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. You know, 
Um, but that's also, that's a wake up call, right? I think a lot of companies feel like, well, if I don't know what to say, or I don't have any new information, I'm not going to say anything. Um, it's better, believe me, just to reach out and say, hey, we don't really know what we're doing either, but we're thinking about you and we will keep you in, informed, right? As we know. So kudos to paychecks, for example, for making me feel more confident already before I'd even literally rolled out of bed this morning, but not so much to the school district who hasn't bothered to really call <laughs> me very much, or at least not as much as JCPenney is apparently putting out. So I don't know. Are you guys feeling that at all? Or is that just me? I don't know. You know, I think, Trish, I think there's a couple of interesting things you're, you're, you're hitting on here. And, and one of the things I've been thinking about, which, um, you know, and I thought about it some more as you were talking, is how this situation is both an enormous set of challenges for organizations and for people, which we've talked about some already, and it's, it's kind of obvious. And, and certainly, like any other situation in business, it, it, there's opportunity here too. And I think what we have to be careful with as, as business leaders, HR leaders, business owners like we are, is really being careful about how we navigate through this because while we're trying to keep our businesses going and keep our people safe and secure, and that's that's a primary concern, we have to also think about you know, longer term kind of brand and workplace impact. And if we go too far and if we, we're not maybe doing the right thing and not being as concerned as we should be, like I, I know I've read a couple of uh, stories in the last couple of weeks about some larger companies. Um, I don't want to shame them necessarily, so I won't name them specifically, but but the kind of organizations, retail organizations that are, you know, by by most, even the loosest interpretations of essential quote unquote businesses, these would not fit into those categories, right? Mm -hmm. But yet they're, uh, they're trying to remain open and they're, they're, essentially trying to force their employees to go to go and work. And these are these are retail uh, organizations, right? A lot of interaction face to face kinds of, uh, you know, with with customers in the stores and the kinds of interactions which we're all trying to avoid or or to, um, you know, at least uh, reduce as much as possible, right? Only when necessary. And and I do think um, there, there could be some really long term brand and organizational impact from that. I think Certainly, once once we get through this and 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 come out the other side, I think our um, a couple of things our our people, our employees are going to remember how we as leaders, HR leaders and business leaders, how how we navigated through this, how we communicated, how we if if unfortunately we do had to to lay off people or furlough people, how that was handled, was it handled with um, care and concern and, and doing everything we could to try to support them as best we can in these tough times, and even if we didn't. Right. If we had to, we we just got through it as best we could. How did we do that? Were we communicating? Were we giving resources? Were we letting people, giving them the time and space to take care of their personal lives? Right, with their kids, their their relatives. Maybe they got sick themselves, or a family member or a close friend got sick. Right. There's, I mean, that's not uncommon. Almost all of us, by the time I, re I heard something this morning that said almost every American by the time this is over will likely know someone who, who got this virus. It just, that's the, the, the numbers suggest that. Right. And so I, I think it's not, while it's hard to think about what might the world might be like and business might be like three, six, nine, 12 months from now, I think it's important to think about, or at least to keep in our minds, the things that we do today and tomorrow and next week are likely to have longer term impact on uh, our employees our employer brand, our customer brand, and, and sort of the long-term kind of position of our business, everything we do today, right? Like they always say a crisis, um, 
uh, crises like these, they, they don't sort of build character, they reveal it, right? And right. so it's really going to be a testament to um, organizational culture, organizational integrity, organizational values, right? How they live up to them, right? And, and, and we'll, we'll learn about a lot about a lot of organizations in these next few months. It's really an interesting point there, Steve, because we're a professional financial industry uh, organization. We we have the luxury of working from home. Uh, you brought up the, the other side, there are people who are making their employees, but there are places where their employees really do have to go in. They are essential. They're really trying to conduct business as usual. So how do you how do you take care of your employees in that time? How do you communicate with them? How do you keep them engaged when they might not want to go to work? They might not feel safe. They don't want to be endangered. You know, when I spent my time working in HR, I also had the um, the, for the good fortune of working for a PR firm where we were all trained in internal communications. And that was one of the things I would say in that regard is to first and foremost, communicate to your employees, whether that's CEO or, or the head of HR, whoever's the most appropriate person, honestly, or multiple people, first acknowledge that you know they are in a scary time. And that your priority as their employer is to make sure they feel safe and healthy and secure. And that, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, students maybe not being in a safe environment when they're home. It's the same for our employees. You have a lot of people who may not even feel safe at home and now they're at home. And so the first thing I'd be communicating if I'm the HR leader is, is that we see you, we hear you, we are worried and concerned for you. Um, I would remind them of all of the maybe um, things like EAP programs, um, things, uh, hotlines that are available to them if they need someone to speak, you know, just to speak with, if they need to uh, report something. Sometimes employees, you know, we forget. We forget what, what great programs our companies have. And sometimes we, you know, as leaders, we forget what our companies have. So that'd be the first right. step. And just right. really be transparent as you can. No one expects you to have you know, the, the perfect way of saying things or, and really no one wants something that's a canned response, right? It just doesn't even feel right in times like this. I would want my employer to make me feel like they care about me. And here are some really good resources to make me feel like it's going to be okay, that something's going to go back to being normal and safe. Yeah, Trish, I, I would just add in there, there are many organizations uh, that I've seen because my inbox is flooded with them where they're offering up um, access to resources to help people in these times, like mental health resources, telehealth resources, uh, meditation apps, right? Things like that. So, and we had actually seen this. I know I talked about this even before the, the pandemic really set in about uh, organizations um, looking to offer more or to, to um, enhance their uh, current set of benefits offerings and programs with additional support in the areas of mental health. And so, if you have, if your organization, you know, has that capability now, and you've got some bandwidth to think about it, that could be an area also to look into. Is what can we do to to give our employees access to additional resources to support them? Um, you know, it, it was it was a good idea before all this set in, and it, it could be uh, a better idea even now. Yeah, I really liked what you touched on there, Steve. That it was a good idea before this set in. Um, a theme I'm hearing as as we as we do try to move forward, as we do try to look ahead is that there are some things we were doing right and there's more that we can be doing and if and and we need to make sure we take lessons learned during this crisis and take them forward 
uh, after this crisis to really see a better way of doing business and see better processes and better use of our technologies and our tools. Yeah, I'd agree. We've got to um, try to, as best we can, as we're going through this, to think about, okay, the business disruptions and the, the organizational disruptions, and we have to react to them almost in real time, right? Even even things as silly as, okay, this technology didn't work uh, for this meeting. Let's try another one really quickly. You know, and if we stumble upon something that works more effectively, like to pause, take note and say to yourself, you know, we accomplished this task or we, we were able to collaborate on a certain project together in this fashion. And here's, here's what was successful, even if it was kind of, uh, you know, the necessity is the mother invention that you talked about, Rob. Uh, let's, let's think about how we can maybe instill that as part of our normal work practices going forward, right? Where, where we can, you know, accomplish the same things in a better way or accomplish, uh, uh, the task more efficiently. It's easy to kind of just try to survive day to day right now as best we can. We need to step back and say, abstract a little bit from the from the crisis and think about, well, what makes sense uh, going forward, right? And, and it could be uh, maybe some, like I said, like Trish, you talked about, right? Streamlining processes, right? Now mm-hmm. we have to just because it's, it's much more difficult to, to accomplish. Well, maybe that process should just be streamlined forever, right? Right, hopefully. So what last words of advice would you give to to our audience, be it a, a favorite technology or a story or a lesson that, that you've learned or you've seen uh, some of your clients have learned, what little, what's a, a nice parting thought to, to give to people as they get back to their day and, and start facing this in real time again? For me, I think it's just a couple quick things. I think number one, stay positive. Even when you don't, when you're not positive, stay, try and stay positive, put a smile on your face that sometimes you can uh, fake it till you make it. Um, I do believe in that. I think also now is the time to reach out to the vendors you are using. Uh, as Steve alluded to earlier, find out what the technology maybe offers that you are not taking advantage of in the short term. See if that might help alleviate some of the stress or pressures around the processes now that everyone is maybe not in the office or you know, only certain people are. And I think also look to spending some amount of your time every single day dedicated to self-care. And I know we probably say that, you know, all the time and no one really does that. But the one benefit I think I've seen out of this is just for now anyway, people at least are still allowed to get out and walk around their neighborhood or maybe go to a local park as long as they're staying away from people. So whether it's just, you know, step outside and do nothing try to just let some of the stress go because I think that if we just try and assume that we're going to be able to work a normal eight, nine, 10, 11 hour day and care for children and care for maybe aging parents and care for neighbors or whoever else we know in our life that, that needs some assistance, we can't do it all. So don't expect yourself to do it all. And it's okay. Yeah, for me, uh, Rob, I would say uh, I'm going to piggyback a little bit of what Trish, uh, Trish's good ideas and her great example. But that example she told of the school principal really being um, not communicative in a time of, of really disruption, I think it's a great one to take away to say this is not how we need to behave, right? So for HR folks and HR leaders listening to, to this, um, check in with people, check in with your, your, your own staff, check in with the, the staff uh, working day to day. If you're the type of organization that has people who are, uh, you know, out there uh, 
you know, having to go out in the public and, and work still, make sure, you know, check on them, just whatever, whatever that means to you. I think it's important to, to, to continue to do that and, and even maybe double your efforts into just making sure that everyone is, is, has what they need. They're safe, they're secure, they're as best you can. And, and just be, be, uh, be a resource for them, as well as uh, we talked about providing additional resources to them as you can to help them navigate uh, through these difficult times. Uh, it's 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 not easy, right? Because you, as we said, as HR leaders, you're going through your own personal situations too. But it's such an important role in the organization to to be that steward of of people and their care and well being. And it's never been more important than it is now. And the one other thing I'll throw out there, slightly more technical, but I'm I'm going to mention it anyway. It's um it's really really important as we get through this to make sure as an organization that you you are you're aware of and you're working closely with your essential service providers right there are certain service providers to your company right that you just you need them to continue to work and work effectively and it, it's never been more important i think and it will after this to say you know whether it's my hr my payroll my benefits um, other essential services to the organization that those providers are you know, going to be rock solid. They're in there for the long term. They're not going anywhere. You know, and um, that you can you can rely on them in times of crisis. And and so uh, it's probably important for HR leaders to to do that inventory of of the the providers to them, those essential service providers and product providers, and and, and make sure that um, you can trust and rely on them in times of crisis too. Very true. Well, I, I want to thank you so much, Trish and Steve, for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having us and uh, stay safe and stay healthy. Yes, Rob, thanks so much. And yeah, be well, take care of each other and, and we'll get through this together. My pleasure. And I, I encourage everyone to check out the HR Happy Hour podcast if you haven't already. And if you're looking for more information on how to manage your business during this crisis, please visit us at paychecks.com. Uh, we've been working very hard to develop a, a, a variety of resources across many topics, uh, including the very latest uh, legislation and relief programs. And finally, to all our listeners, I hope everyone is staying safe and staying positive. Uh, thank you very much. This podcast is property of Paychecks, Inc., 2020, all rights reserved.